Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Next on the inside is Midnight Dash from Monkey's Way and last at the turn is Spider Moment. Third quarter, 27.8. He tried to crush them off the back. Sunday Sun, a length and a half in the ordeal. Majestic Lavros looks the only danger. Matadero and Vacation Hill trying to run on. It's Sunday Sun at the 120. Two lengths clear, Majestic Lavros. Then came Vacation Hill. It's Sunday Sun just in front. He's a length clear. He's the king, the king of the castle, and he's back in winning form. Sunday Sun wins his third ordeal. Yeah, replayed that because Chris Barsby had some very significant news, which he's about to repeat regarding that horse uh, yesterday on Mobile Rolling. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, just repeating that news. Sunday Sun, no Australian campaign. There was much anticipation about this champion Trotter making his way to Australia for the first time during his career to tackle the Great Southern Star and other Victorian features. But those plans have been shelved. He will remain in New Zealand. And it's more than likely he will remain in the South Island of New Zealand where he's currently based. He's based at Christchurch with uh, Robert and Jenna Dunn. He's going to race this weekend. He'll go to Omicow down in the, uh, the deep south. He'll go around there in a free-for-all over 2,000 metres. And then there's another race at Invercargill that they will focus before uh, setting another plan of attack for Sunday Sun. So he races this weekend, and then he'll go to Invercargill for a feature trot, and then they'll reassess after that. There is a possibility he could get to the North Island, but that's not to be confirmed at this stage. But as far as Australia is concerned, Steve, we won't be seeing him here at Sunday Sun. Mm, Leonard Kane, our first guest this morning, Chris. Well, there's plenty to talk about as far as Leonard Kane is concerned. We'll start with the milestone that came up on Christmas Eve. It was an early Christmas wish, you could say, for Leonard Kane because the first time in his short career, he brought up his first century of wins and he achieved this when he was able to come right through along the inside with Mr. Freeze scoring at Albion Park last Friday afternoon. Leonard, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thank you very much. No, it was an awesome feeling. Did you know you were close? Um, I knew I was close, but yeah, obviously I um I didn't know exactly sort of um how close. I knew I'd have to be sort of working towards it. Uh, a couple of people sort of said to me along the way that you know I was only I think someone said when I was sort of ten away a couple of weeks ago, and then um yeah, it didn't sort of sink in until I was I came back to scale and Kate wanted me to go down and get out of the gig, and I thought oh there's something going on here, so I sort of worked it out then. Yeah, and he was terrific. The way he shot through along the inside, he's been going well, so the victory came as no surprise. No, that's right, yeah. No, I thought if he um, if he just got a little bit of luck there on Friday, I thought he'd be a really good hope. Like you say, you start before, he was uh, three fence over 2,100 and got shuffled a long way back when the leader sort of caved down the back, and then he got out late and flashed home the run second to Scarlet Babe. So off that form, um, no, he's definitely in with a good shot. Well, he's engaged again on the weekend, and he looks like he's got uh, winning claims again. Yeah, you know, like obviously the way the race is drawn up, but um, he, he looks to have a good shot there on the fence again. So hopefully, um, yeah, same thing. You know, if we're close enough, he's definitely in, in winning form at the moment. So hopefully he can do it again. Okay. Let's just go back to the milestone. The fact that it's been a little bit hard to track this year, is that sort of brought out because of the fact that you've sort of had your season split? You started off in Sydney before making the move back to, to Brisbane, so has it been a little hard to track because of that? 
Yeah, to a certain point, and um, I'm not one to sort of look at, you know, premierships or anything. So, I, um, yeah, I didn't really know until, yeah, like I say, a couple of people said to me, oh, you're getting close to 100, and, you know, have you done it before and this and that. So, um, yeah, I, like I say, I, I don't really follow follow it that much because I reckon you just sort of put too much pressure on yourself if you do. But, um, yeah, probably to a certain extent, like you say, you're starting off the season in Sydney um, and then... And then coming up midway through the year, um, definitely, you know, I sort of hadn't worked out how many I'd had down there to how many I'd had here. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a nice thing to do. It was um, it was good to get it done, for, like you say, for the first time in my career. Well, I can tell you, you're closing in on another milestone because you're not too far away from 400 career wins. So that's the next milestone that you're about to tick off. Just... On that, how many wins do you reckon you booted home in Sydney during your time down there with Noel Daly and then with Luke and Belinda McCarthy? Um, going off the story that was put up the other day saying that I drove 88 last season, I think it was. Um, I reckon it would probably be around the 130 mark, maybe, or 120. Mm. I don't exactly know. Well, yeah, you've, you've been close over the past couple of seasons. Uh, what, 88 last year, the year before, I think 80 or just over 80. So it comes as no surprise that you've finally cranked it for 100, but it's just nice to achieve it. You're finally on the board with that first century, and hopefully it is the first of many. Yeah, that's right, for sure. Yeah, and no, hopefully um, onwards and upwards from here. Obviously, um, you know, you keep setting yourself bigger and bigger goals each year, and you just hope to tick them off. So it was definitely a good one to be able to achieve this year and hopefully we can go better again next year. What was the highlight for you for 2021? Um, probably just, you know, I won a few feature races and that and obviously getting the drive max event through those couple of races and um, win the bigger Johnny Sprint on him, that was nice. Um, you know, and, and earlier in the year, travelling with the horses, you know, with Cobbity Equine and coming up, um, being able to drive in them better races was definitely a big thrill and it was um you know it was it was nice to get the support from the owners and trainers through that as well so definitely have to say yeah just probably driving in a few more feature races and things like that was definitely um yeah that was pretty cool okay we're days away from a new year 2022 fast approaching will you set yourself any goals um oh like not exactly just sort of like i say to try and you know do better each year um you know, like you could probably say it'd be good to get 150 next year or something. That'd be awesome. But, um, yeah, we'll obviously work towards just, you know, doing our best for everybody and trying to get as many winners as possible. Okay. We're about to focus on your drives tonight at Reckliff. Just from last night, you're in the winner's circle. That trotter that won, the gold standard, he looks like he's got ability and he could easily get through his grades. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, his run last night was really good. You know, I thought off his run on Friday when he sort of, was a bit goofy at the start and then still run home to run third, beaten, I think it was only three or four metres. Um, I thought off that run, you know, if, if he'd done everything right at the start and was able to sort of love handy enough, um, I thought he'd be a really good shot. So when he, when he's, um, when the tapes went, he sort of stepped away well last night. and He stepped the best of the rest. He was able to get to the front. Um, once I was sort of there, I was fairly confident, you know, because... Like I like I say, I thought the start was probably the biggest thing for him, just because he's sort of um, his manners aren't the best at the moment. He's only had I think last night might have been his sixth start from the stand start, so he's very lightly raced, you know, from the stands. He doesn't have a lot of idea what he's doing. He's only a young horse, so 
um, yeah, for him to get away safely last night and do what he done was was really con- you know convincing. Um, I think he'll have a really nice career ahead of him. All right, we'll follow him with confidence moving forward the gold standard. Let's focus on Reckler tonight. Race one, horse four, Oliver Winkle. Now, this guy got pretty fierce last week. What are the expectations going into tonight's race? Um, I think, you know, I think we ride off last week's run a little bit. He, like you say, he sort of he fired him up a little bit early to try and get across to the pegs and it didn't work out. And then I think after that, he got flicking the wheels a little bit. And um, like you say, yeah, he raced quite fast. And but he still, he didn't run bad last week, but uh, I think we sort of write that run off a little bit. And hopefully, if we can get a little bit of luck tonight, you know, uh, two starts to go there when he was three fence and run home. Um, he really smashed the line. I was actually really confident with that run. I came back in and sort of said that was that was like the old Oliver Winkle. So um, off that run, I actually thought, you know, he's sort of getting back to his best, I think, hopefully. So if, if he does bring that again tonight, I think he'll be right there on the finish again. All right. He is versatile. And if you, you know, erase that run last week where he got a little bit too keen, uh, you've got options here, but you've got speed to your inside. So does that make it a little, little tricky to map early? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, it, you know, of late, too, he, he sort of hasn't been very consistent with his gait speed, you know, like some nights he gets out better than others. So um, I suppose, you know, that plays in plays into it a lot, too. So we just sort of have to come out best we can and see where we can land and then, um, you know, just drive it from there. All right, race three tonight, number three, Shikady, uh Plays last time out. She comes up with gate three. Do you give her a shot? Yeah, I do actually. Um, you know, she she's had a couple of runs under her belt again now after having a little bit of a freshen up, and she, she sort of always takes a few runs to race back into fitness. So, um, you know, given that, I think that it, again, you know, it probably just depends where we can land early, and um, if we are close enough, you know, she has got that little bit of speed as well. So, hopefully, we can be right there on the finish again. It looks very open that race, though, doesn't? There's no standout. No, that's right. Yeah, it looks a very even race. So that's, um, hopefully that works in our favour a little bit if we can get the right sort of run, I think. Um, yeah, it should be right there. Okay, race seven tonight, Hurricane Special, a runner-up three of the last four. Can she turn it around and convert tonight? Um, yeah, I think she can, Chris. You know, she's, like you say, she's racing really well. And last start, she actually really impressed me because she, she done a little bit of work off the gate, which isn't really her go. And then... Um, you know, when talked to the Mac, sort of weakened a little bit down the back. I had to make another move in the middle of the race, you know, to get out of the one one and around and sort of sit in the chair again, just so we didn't get caught in and dragged too far back. And she still ran on there and to get beat ahead. So I was really happy with the run that day. She actually surprised me. I didn't, you know, I didn't think she could do that sort of work in a race. She's sort of been racing a lot better when we've just, you know, dropped her in and, and let her run home at the finish. But using her off the gate hadn't really been her, um, you know, she doesn't really get on a front foot doing that. So I was really happy, actually, like I say, with last week, doing that bit of work early and again in the middle to still finish off the way she did. She really impressed me. With a few of your main dangers drawing the front row, you're just hoping for a little bit of genuine tempo just to take the sting out of them a little bit? Yeah, for sure, yeah. If, um, if they run genuine throughout, I think that she'll be right there in the finish. She, you know, she, like I say, she is good doing that late work and um, she, she tends to have a little bit of a spring about her. You know, not for long, but hopefully it's enough. OK, race number eight tonight. This is an interesting horse. 
Kimmich, I'm assuming that is uh, that is what it's called, uh, comes up having its first local run, a mare by a rock and roll dance, eight starts, only the one placing. She trialled recently in Marburg. You drove her in that trial in Marburg. Any expectations first up here? Um, yeah, I, I thought, you know, she's got a little bit of an awkward draw, but I thought that she'd run a nice enough race off that trial at Marburg. She actually, um, you know, she did give me a good feel in the run. She travelled well and then um, sort of when I asked for her, she was there. So she was a little bit green. I think with a couple of runs, she'll improve a lot. But um, I do expect her to run a nice race tonight still. Um, I definitely think that, you know, if she was to have a nice sort of run, she'd be, you know, maybe a rough place chance tonight. But um, I think in a couple of starts time, she'd be one to watch. Okay, one to follow there, Kimmich. And in the last race, a first starter, back to Petuta. A first starter by He's Watching. You've been with this guy at the trials. Uh, are you confident going into this race fresh up? Um, I am to a certain extent, Chris. He, he's really impressed me, this horse. He's quite a smart little horse. Um, you, like you say, I've stuck with him through the educations and the trials. And, um, you know, I can't fault him at all. He's, he's a very smart a sensible young type. He, he's a nice type to look at. Um, and he seems to carry a little bit of speed, you know. His trial was good there last week. Uh, I never really had to ask for him, but he went to the line really nice, hard held. And um, like I say, he gave a good feel. He didn't even really feel like he was out of second gear there. So I actually think this horse will, um, you know, I think he's probably another one to follow to a certain extent because it just... It, his manners are impeccable, and I think he's, he's going to be one that's just going to keep improving each time he goes out, you know. So I do think he'll run a nice race there tonight. Bruce Jenkins, his trainer, is a good man with a young horse. Oh, absolutely, you know, and I think that's, um, you know, the horse is in the right care, so he's definitely in the right spot to do, you know, the best he can. So I actually, you know, I give this horse a um, really good hope there tonight. He got off the gate good last week at the trials too, so... Hopefully, if he can land handy enough, I think he'll be right there on the finish. What's the pick of your drives tonight, Leonard? Um, probably to be fair, probably the two-year-old. Um, on okay. paper, I, yeah, I, I thought he was sort of the standout a little bit. Um, probably just because, uh, you know, like I say, through his trials and everything, I really like the way that he's performed. So hopefully, you know, if he can land close enough, I think he's he's probably the one. All right. One final one before I let you go this morning. Out of all the drivers that you've competed against uh, throughout 2021, who was the hardest? Oh, it's hard to go past your Shane Grimes and Pete McMullins. You know, they're, um, they're, yeah, they're both great drivers, but there's a lot of great drivers, you know, in both states. So uh, probably Shane, to be honest. He's just so smart and such a good judge of pace. So. Excellent stuff. Leonard, really appreciate the time. Uh, well done. Congratulations for your first maiden century, uh, achieving that on Christmas Eve. Hopefully it's the first of many. Good luck tonight. Perfect. Thanks very much, Chris. Appreciate it. There's Leonard Kane joining us. Dan Russell is now joining us because uh, he's got a number of runners starting tonight at Redcliffe and he's online with us now. Dan, appreciate the time. There you go, Chris. Very well. Uh, they're stable in form. They got a win last night. Feeling for a rainbow would have been uh, pretty satisfying for the stable to see him back in the winner's circle. Yeah, no, it was, Chris. He um, takes a little bit to get back to where he should be, and it was just good to see him come back to where he was. Before he he was really good. Time backed it up as well, and he's going to start again on the weekend? Yeah, yeah. No, he's starting again Sunday night, so hopefully everything goes to plan, and we should be close again. All right.
Let's go through your runners tonight at Redcliffe. Race one, number one, heartbreak. Second up, what are the expectations from the inside draw? Um, she should go all right. Like she's been working good. Like you just said, she's second up from spell, and um, there's a little bit of speed outside her. So hopefully we can just get a good, good cozy spot behind them and go. Should be too good for them. She is a filly that is just impeccably bred, and she does have ability. Yeah, yeah. No, she's well bred, and she has got that bit of speed there as well. So it all helps. Okay, well, that's race one, number one, heartbreak. Race three, first up of the stable, Sweet Jasmine. Uh, Jordan Topping will take the drive, drawn in gate number four. Any expectations here, fresh up? No, we're just, just to see how we go, just drop back and hopefully we hit the line as good as everything else. And I think she's going to take a couple of runs to just get, on, just get a bit of race condition under her. So just hopefully everything goes to plan tonight. We can just earn a nice little check. You gave her a trial at Marburg recently. Did she please in the trial? Yeah, no, they only went slow in the trial. But um, the last probably four hundred, I was actually a bit. I was actually real happy with that. Yeah, she was working at home. She wasn't doing nothing like that, and she actually brushed up pretty good up the straight. So, okay, so she's one to follow. Sweet Jasmine, there, another one that is very well bred race four tonight Abercrombie tab lines up and he's drawn gate seven however he is drawn to follow out a good beginner in traces of Tara so you need that little bit of luck but if he gets it he's going well enough to win yeah no old tab he, he's been a loyal old horse for us and hopefully he gets the right run again tonight and we should get the chocolates were you happy with the effort last time out when he was third yeah no I was Chris he um they dropped him off the back a bit when they sprinted up and he just takes a bit to wind up again to get going again. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's Abercrombie Tab race four. Race five, Maywin or Juggle two, drawn out in gate six. He's struggling, this guy. Do you give him any sort of hope here? No, I don't give him any hope at all, Chris. He, um, if, I show you, if I show you stopwatch at home and what he does everything here, he should actually probably be up in the 60-70 bracket. But... Um, yeah, no, he's just not going as good as I thought he should be. Okay, so he's testing your patience by the sound of it. Yeah, no, he's testing it very... He's on a very fine line. You might need a juggle too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about race six, number six, Jet Fours. Oh, I think this horse is ready to win. I know it's a bad gate tonight, gate six, but uh, do you think he's close? Very close, Chris. Um, like... Two minutes around Marburg last start, and I think he was going to just... I'm not going to sure if it was the fastest or the second fastest time of the day around there. So hopefully he's a bit better on the, off the speed as well. So hopefully we just get a right card into it tonight and he should go over the top. Okay. If he had a drawn and gave, would you, would you be super confident with this guy? Oh, if he drew a gate tonight, I'd, I'd say he'd nearly go all the way. Well, that might just increase the odds, the fact that he's got gate six. And in the last race tonight, a first starter, Mystique. Again, you've got gate six. She is ODM and she's having a first start. So you've placed her on the outside draw? Yeah, no, I've placed him out there. He's just he's still learning a lot. He's still very green. So I thought I'd just put him out there so he doesn't get bumped and knocked around on around the first corner and just hopefully he learns how to race a bit. Okay, he's had a number of trials. Uh, what did you make of those trials? 
Well, it, like he, you look there and he's got beaten 30, 60 and 90, but he's actually got better in his own times. Like when I first educated him, I don't, don't think he could break a mile in 10. Now he's running that 2-2. Two, two. So hopefully he just keeps on getting better each week. So Okay, so whatever he does tonight, you're hoping for further improvement? Yeah, that's right. All right. So out of all those runners tonight, which one are you most confident about? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a bit of a toss-up there. You got Jet Force and Old Abercrombie Tad. They're probably the two closest ones tonight, I reckon. Okay, race four, number seven, Abercrombie Tab. Race six, number six, Jet Force. Dan, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight, and good luck again on the weekend with uh, feeling for a rainbow. Thanks, Chris. There's Dan Russell joining us. So a number of runners there for the stable tonight. So race four, number seven, Abercrombie Tab. Race six, number six, Jet Force. Darren Clayton joins us every Wednesday morning to give us the good oil for Redcliffe tonight. He's online with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm really well, really well. It looks fairly open, a few of these races tonight at Redcliffe. Yeah, it certainly does. It's... um... Um, certainly some even racing there and obviously positioned in running is always important at Redcliffe around the, the tighter style track but uh, I think there'll be a few there that, um, well a few of the favourites certainly uh, or I think will, will be vulnerable and uh, yeah hopefully we can find a few winners amongst that lot there tonight Okay, what is your best tonight? Yeah, it was interesting just hearing from Dan there because I actually marked one of his as the best and that's race four, number seven, Abercrombie Tab. I uh, thought he's been going pretty well. He's worked his way back into a bit of form. He seems to hold his form once he gets there. Uh, has placed uh, three of his past four starts and gets a perfect trip behind a good leader here. Um, just needs to get to that passing lane with a bit of momentum and I think he'll be too slick. So race four, number seven, Abercrombie Tab. Okay, so we can double down there. Race four, number seven, Abercrombie Tab, the best. What else stands out for you tonight? I thought in the first race, Chris, um, I thought Artistic Saint, number three, looked hard to beat. Um, it was a good second uh, last time out. It was only Regal Nightshade who absolutely flew along the passing lane from three back against the, the pegs that was able to knock off Artistic Saint. I think he gets pretty close to the lead here. And if he can find the lead or just be positioned somewhere near that lead, I think he's going to be mighty hard to beat. So that's race one, number three, Artistic Saint. Okay, race one, number three, Artistic Saint. The other good bet on the program. Tab main quaddy tonight, races five, six, seven and eight. Uh, let's start with race number five. How many do we need to play? Uh, pretty keen on the chances here of Birdles Firefox, race five there, the first leg. Um, it, he had to do plenty of work last time out and, and he faded pretty badly, but um, doing doing that work in the runs not really his go. He's got excellent gate speed. Gate three, I can see him pouncing straight on the lead here and I think from there uh, he'll be pretty hard to knock off. So going to go one out with number three, Birdles Firefox, in that first leg. Now the second leg there, race number six, I thought this was a little bit of an open affair. I thought uh, number three again, uh, many delights. He'd been winless for a long time and uh, he was able to, to get a, a tough win five starts back and then two starts later, he, he's franked that effort with another victory. So he's got two wins in his past five starts. He probably gets forward again 
uh, here from gate three, and uh, I think it'd be pretty hard to beat. And uh, it's a good story with many delights, owned, trained, and driven by Dexter McLean, one of the clerks of the course. So uh, we'll be with him. Uh, Private Juge on number four, he's going pretty well. He can be thereabouts. And I thought number eight, Duke, will hustle through early, should be able to hand, uh, find a handy spot, and he'll be in the mix as well. So numbers three, four, and eight in that second league. Okay, what and, about race seven? Yeah, a tricky little one here. Um, I've got number five, She's All Star on top, and she'll likely run the favourite. Um, probably getting close to, well, she's a dollar eighty at present with Tab. She'll probably stay around that quote, and I think she's hard to beat. Um, she's got a good record at Redcliffe. She's got four wins from 11 starts and um, can do work in her races, so she probably gets forward and uh, works hard, probably outside number three, right about Chelsea. I think she gets the lead, and I think you, your winner comes from probably either of those two. So three and five in that third leg. And in the final leg, race eight, we'll, we'll bookend it with a one-out pick here. Number three, Sonny Cove. He's going to be deep in the red again here. Um He's had two starts now. He's as green as grass, but, gee, he looks to have some ability. He just needs to learn to settle in his races. Um, He set up the tempo last week that I'm playing Jane was able to to capitalise on. Uh, She zoomed past him and and went on to that huge victory. Um, He'll he'll get to the front again. Like I say, it all just depends whether he can settle in the run. And if he does, um, even he... He finds the right race here, certainly, to break through. So I think number three, Sunny Cove, one out to bring home. And just following up on your other one, number nine, Leonard Kane drives. I think you, uh, the pronunciation of that one, Chris, might be Kimmy K out of a mere oh, lady okay. Kardashian. So, oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. So I would suggest that's what it is, if that's your sort of TV show. Not, the, not that I'm a fan of that, but anyway. Chris loves it. <laughs> He Set likes Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> so just repeating your quaddy numbers then. Uh, first leg, three only. Uh, second leg, three, four, eight. Third leg, three and five. And then we bring it home with three only in that final leg. Grand total, $6 for 100% of the dividend. Your best bet, race four, number seven, Abercrombie Tab. Currently 380 with Tab fixed. And the other one, race one, number three, Artistic Saint. Currently 330. So there's a little bit of value with your best bets. And hopefully... That quaddy is going to be fairly straightforward, like you suggest. Yeah, certainly, and uh, uh, yeah, nearly three's right the way through, I think, and I think we'll go pretty close. 